0: So Albie, it occurs to me. Yeah. I know we talked about the um, Durham report last night. Yes. And I just got a text from a friend of ours who lives up the street. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's about some, you know, it's like about like a theory, a conspiracy kind of thing. A little bit fringy, a little bit not. And you you know what I want to say is that what the Durham report does. First of all, it shows us that it shows us that, to me, that to borrow from the left, it, the corruption and the criminality in the FBI is so systemic that it was too big for him to say to prosecute everybody. It's, yeah, it's no, it,
1: we just shouldn't have an FBI. It's, like I, t- I said last well, night, right, like but, I'm done with the FBI. Right, so right, they should go it's, away.
0: It's, So, like, people saying there's no prosecutions. Well, all it just it shows you that the entire movement. It shows you that that the way the FBI is the John Birch Society.
1: Right. The way the FBI is intended to work is bad and corrupt.
0: Right. So there's
1: no prosecutions because this is technically within their legal purview is to do this to people, and that should be a problem. Which is why they shouldn't exist. Period. The end. And you know what? Like, we'll find a way. To prosecute, like, terrorism and child porn. And I'm not convinced they do that much of that anyway. So, screw them. It's like right. the ATF. It's like, yeah, they do do some useful stuff, probably, maybe.
0: Like, and it's one of these things... You know what? All of our institutions should be uh, dismantled and recreated after decades. I, I was just getting... I was just walking in here, and there's nothing... Oh, this is one of our rare morning recordings. Maybe our first of the Burn Barrel podcast. And so there's nothing new. I have, There's no new content. Well, I
1: still have stories from you. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying just There's checking. no new
0: content out there in the podcast universe. Right. Since last night. So there's nothing new. So I was forced to start listening to morning radio. Um, uh, Doug Gowdy, VB, was talking to some guy about... Uh, corruption in new york which is fine but that doesn't do me any good Mm -hmm. um and um my station was talking about i think a movie that was coming out which doesn't do me any good (laughs) and so i had to go god forbid to cuner on rko and so he was talking about this durham report durham report Mm -hmm. right and, of course, he's, you know, exactly what you'd expect. You know, the deep state runs the thing. Or they, they own Hillary. They own Biden. Joe Biden is it. No, yeah, all yeah, Whatever. But, uh, but then an ad played for the, from the Connecticut State Police about click it or ticket. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm getting the Boston station, but since I've been in Connecticut or right, whatever. Right, right, right. I get that, too. A, so it's sending me... like, w- So they're actually... The Connecticut state cops... The state is actually spending money still on Click It or Ticket. Right. Which is being played. I don't know what if they know they're ad-buy. They probably don't. They know they get allocated a certain bunch of money to dump every year. They've got these ads... You know, produced up already, which costs a lot of money, and they just dump it and hand it off to media buyers, and there mm-hmm. you go.
1: Well, they probably ultimately make money from ticketing people for well
0: seatbelts, but that's not the point. The point is right. the ad buy. Right. So, in other words, these institutions have been around so long that nobody is watching money anymore. There's mm-hmm. it's all just automatically allocated, and same with the FBI, automatic well, allocations. That's why, too. And it's just you know nobody watches anything anymore. But that's if you had a new project. Maybe somebody would be watching it and saying, wait, why do you need this money? Why do you need this money? But now it's all pipelined.
1: Well, right. And that's why the debt ceiling fight well, is so dumb. You're not to
0: be exasperated with me that I wasn't letting you interrupt.
1: <laughs> no, I had stuff to say that was relevant to the conversation know, I, and you just keep I talking over talking me. I was talking
0: already. You're one I of also... 18 kids. So you guys are like competing <laughs> meerkats where you always have I'm to...
1: I'm not. Anyway, so... What I was going to say is this is what makes the debt ceiling fight so stupid because all these institutions have so much extra money that they're washing it and they have automatic increases all the time. And Mm -hmm. the debt ceiling fight is really just about, you know, like, can we slow the rate of increase of spending at all a little bit or is it just all baked in all the time? And the answer, according to Democrats, because Republicans got a lot of flack for like not being specific about what they were going to cut. But like, Mm -hmm. that's a perfect example because these Departments are awash in money that they could cut if they wanted to without anything bad happening at all. They could just cut a bunch of stuff. And all you need to do is just cut this. Not even not even cut cut even using the word cut like feeds into their dumb narrative that something's being cut because nothing's being cut. Right. It's like you're just going to have to slow down how much you increase the spending for next year like a tiny bit you know, a little bit less extra money than you thought you were going to get next year. That's not a freaking cut, okay? It's still an increase. You just need to figure out how to cut some of this extra stuff because, yeah, all these institutions suck. And not only would it save you money because not only are they just, like, wasteful, they're also bad and malevolent and do bad things, like case in point being this Durham report where they... Go after innocent people and essentially just, like, frame them. You don't even have to get right. to, like, the Wacos where the ATF, like, shot the dogs and set the kids on fire. Like, right. you can just start with the fact that they're, like, trying to affect the elections and frame presidential yes, and candidates for to, things that they didn't do. Yes, and I was it's listening so to Tarlov, insane.
0: Jessica Tarlov in the Five this morning say, well, if you look at it, though, still, there was a lot of corruption there you look at the people who went to jail uh john flynn and roger stone and it's like you can't you can't use the people who were snared in this entrapment as proof that the entrapment was a valid and good thing it's
1: like the plot to kidnap gretchen whitmer where it took them like 12 federal agents to capture like eight people that right. It was all the agents' ideas to start with and do everything like, and all the right-wing plots are like that. They're all you know half feds right. that are you know inciting people into doing stuff. And it used to be that they did this stuff to left-wing movements. Left-wing people used to know this. They used to snare like the environmentalist terrorists and stuff. Yes,
0: and, the, and the, like the Symbionese Liberation Army, right. and, and different left-wing, or the Weather Underground, the Civil Rights Movement. Hoover was. I mean, it's funny because. Hoover's dead, but he's very much alive in this FBI. Yeah. The template yeah. is there. Um, so the, what I was getting back to is, is that a couple of things are, are, are true now. One is that January 6th insurrection was caused by the federal government and the media. Mm-hmm. In uh, Absolutely. And two... By the way... We cannot say... Call- Crossfire
1: Hurricane was also an insurrection
0: by the way. Yes, it was. Yes. In two, um, two, so many institutions now have been shown to have been corrupted thoroughly in the name of some kind of national emergency because Hitler had to be stopped. So many institutions, academic institutions, the entire media institution, federal intel institutions, it, it up and down government, people did extraordinary things to fight against Trump. People empowered themselves and impressed themselves into service against Trump in every institution. We would be foolish, foolish to assume that it was not in the election institutions as well.
1: Right. Yeah, of course it is. It's everywhere.
0: Yes. Everybody got in on this. Everybody got in on this. Yeah, so I will never. I'm to... not going to call if somebody tells me that the 2016 2020 election was stolen. Um, might have been. There's no reason to believe it wasn't at this point.
1: I mean, sure, yeah, you can do that with lots of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't care at this point, really. And I was thinking about this today. Like, I just don't believe so much stuff anymore. Mm. That like, and someone said this to me a couple years ago. Like, I stole this from a friend of mine. But she said this and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. She's like, you know, I would never tell somebody like not to believe the earth is flat if they're a flat earther and like they've looked into it and they want to believe it. Like, like, I don't think that's probably true. But, you know, like it's a free country if you want to go around believing that the earth is flat. And like, I see no reason why they might not be covering that up. I don't know. It doesn't really affect my day. But, you know, like I could be could be. You know, in my day-to-day, personally, I don't. it doesn't really matter to me whether the Earth is flat or round. Uh, right. So, and, like, yeah, the institutions that we have, like, it could totally be a plot that they're covering up that the Earth is actually flat. Well, like, I mean, why not? At this point? At this point, like, but, but, but anything's freaking possible. Analysts, here's
0: the thing. There's a couple of, like, basketball players who said the Earth is flat, right? Right. And, like, they get this national scorn. Like, how dare you say it's, like... What's it to you? Yeah. What what shape this guy thinks the planet is? What are? Why is it so important to you? And it reminds me of like, don't say that it's just fat Russian hackers in their basements. You're not about to say that. Why do
1: you? Well, right, exactly. It's like this idea that it matters if other people believe things that you don't think are true.
0: Yes, but there's a motive behind that. Their condemnation of these.
1: Right. That it's immoral. Actually, to believe stuff that's not true, and like COVID gave them an excuse for that. Like climate change gives them one too, also. But it's like it's just another spot where they can enforce ideological conformity. And yeah, it might be that that particular one like might be an extreme example. But 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 it's but it's part of the quote systemic movement that everybody has to believe the same thing or there's somehow like danger there right that if somebody believes something that's different from you it's somehow posing a threat to you and you need to be very angry and upset about it and you like can't be friends with that person or like root for that person on a sports team or anything else right right there's And there's like a lot of that going around and COVID's obviously an example at one extreme because they're using it as a as this sort of moral cudgel that you have to wear masks and close the schools and get a shot or you're killing grandma. And then at the other end is the earth is flat, which clearly doesn't affect anybody. But just- if you're not my pilot flying the plane, then I don't really care what shape you think the earth is. It really doesn't bother me. So it. And they're obviously like examples of two ends of the spectrum, but the left treats them all as the same thing, right? And it's not that they're all things that are true, and that's why the left wants to enforce just the truth. They also believe stuff that's, like, patently not true, like the trans stuff. Right. Like, that a guy can chop his privates off and literally be a girl, right? Like, so it's a mixed bag. Some of the stuff in the bag might be true that they want to enforce ideological conformity with. Some might just be unprovable, like the COVID, like, that masks do something or not do something at the margins, like, right? And some of it might be actually false and harmful, like the gender ideology stuff. But the point to them... Is that you have to agree on all of it, even if it changes, yes. even if it's not true.
0: And, and- not only do you have, but you have to agree on it. But they also undergird that with um, with your culpability in actual harm. If you don't, right, you just can't have the the emotional switch. You need to agree to it because if you don't need to, then harm is done to somebody.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And it doesn't matter whether it's climate or the trans BS or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Your noncompliance equals violence.
1: Right. You you've harmed people by and believing you know, it, that. And then so and with,
0: then same thing with. I mean, and, it, and then it's anything next is to justified being sold, to you. Though. By the way, mm-hmm. you know. But it's the same thing with anti. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Racism. Right. No. You can't just have believed that there is racism. You have to believe this particularly and act in this particular way. Mm-hmm. Or else you're just as bad as the worst racists.
1: Right. You're
0: committing harm you're against You're
1: literally us. a slave owner committing yes. violence against black people right now. Yeah. So- That's how they enforce ideological conformity, and they do it on everything from stupid stuff to big important stuff, but to them it's, like, all one thing, and now they control the FBI and all these institutions, so they're going to come for you if you step out of line and like the more power you give it's why it's so important to dismantle all this stuff like whoever is the next republican president needs to take down the administrative state that has to be priority number one bigger than anything else because we will not have a country if this is allowed to continue to go on we do not need an irs we do not need an fbi we do not need an atf we do not need a Department of Education. We do not need a Department of Homeland Security. We don't need a lot of stuff that we have right now. You know? Yes. And, like, I mean, a lot of it's been invented, like, in my lifetime.
0: Like, yes. The dude, so, you know, and... Yeah, Alice, Alice, how much worse would the country be without Alejandro Mayorkas <laughs> running the <laughs> department that oversees all of the other administrative state departments?
1: Right. No, it's these things are useless. None of it's made our lives better and we don't have to be married to it for the rest of time. And Republicans are culpable in this, too. Well, they created
0: the Homeland Security. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So
1: and the Patriot Act and a bunch Mm. of stuff. And like, so it's not a one party issue, but this is and legislators love creating stupid departments and stuff because they don't want the responsibility of having to make decisions that, you know, that could affect their election prospects next right. cycle. So it's much easier for them just to create a committee or a department or whatever and pass right. the buck to them.
0: And then you put a bunch of your hack friends uh, in key roles in there It make DC even more ble- bloated than the beltway, uh, you know, have to loosen its right. belt. And then you ha- you bring these hacks And then all your other
1: friends get paid by corporations to talk to your friends who are on the committee in exactly. the administrative thing.
0: And then when people find out or there's this, a whiff of, a whiff of uh, corruption, you bring your friend who's in the administrative state in front of a hearing and yell at him for a viral video And then you fundraiser. go out for
1: drinks afterwards. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> because- I want to be in this club.
1: <laughs> because everything is stupid. Oh... <sighs> So anyway, I want to switch gears a little bit because we did a lot of Durham Report FBI yesterday and I really want to get to talking about this cafe that's in Toronto um, that I read about yesterday. This made me so happy. You're going to... Be so happy with this. I think
0: <laughs> you are. Anyway. I do not know the story.
1: Yeah. So basically, like a little less than a year ago, this cafe opened in Toronto. It's a, a proudly anti capitalist cafe. It's called The Anarchist.
0: Good. <laughs>
1: Jesus. And um, The Anarchist, it says a cafe, founded on a huge amount of experience at the cafe level of specialty coffee industry. I bet, <laughs> I bet there's a huge amount of experience. Sir, can I
0: just get a muffin? Is it possible?
1: Um, harbinger of gentrification around the globe. I aim to serve the most delicious third wave of coffee drinks and baked goods and trendy light roast beans while constantly looking for ways to undermine the plethora of toxic oppressive exclusive parts oh. of the standard formula. I hope to be a subversive alternative to what we're all used to, but it's a learning process. No purchase or permission is required to use the washroom or hang out in the cafe. In addition to the usual food and drinks, I carry a selection of radical books, art, stickers, pins, buttons, keychains, jewelry, clothing, tote bags, and hopefully much more in the future. Painfully aware of the danger of commodifying radical politics, I try to work with small, relatively ethical, it's all relative in capitalism, (laughs) supplier creators, keeping prices as low as possible and focusing on getting radical ideas and messages into the hands of anyone who wants them. Uh, uh, Um...
0: Can I get an orange juice, please, sir? Is it so? Possible- there are
1: prices on the menu, but I've also seen in some of the news coverage of this that they will, um, you know,
0: we can haggle, or they'll cut me a break if I show that I'm in. Right. Inter- Why
1: are your prices high? For the entirety of my adult life, I've been working in the specialty coffee industry. Surprise, surprise. I am
0: shocking, <laughs> shocked that he did not say space.
1: This is basically the small part of the coffee industry that deals with the highest quality coffee from a taste perspective. As with a lot of quality-oriented niche things, a lot of the people getting into this area weren't actually rich people until recently. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on and on. Um, But uh, anyway, he um, is allowing people to pay what they can. As well,
0: oh, very nice.
1: One of the issues with a lot of my pay what you can oriented ideas is that the more money people have, the less they're willing to pay. I get people in designer suits paying one dollar for a coffee, and unhoused people trying to give me ten dollars. So, anyway, so he tried to do pay what you can, but ran into problems with what he felt were people that could pay more, not paying <laughs> enough, and um. So he's now trying to make coffee more accessible to working class people, and oh, there we he's go. trying to keep his prices as low as he can. But it's been difficult. So anyway, um, basically, sad. So this opened, like I said, a little under a year ago, and sad announcement.
0: What? No, they're expanding.
1: Sadly, oh. the anarchist will be closing its doors what? on May thirtieth. <sighs> He writes, It's been an amazing experience connecting with so many great community members, sparking desperately needed debate, raising the blood pressure of conservatives, fulfilling the dream of most service workers by not having to tolerate the presence of professional class traders, pigs in the military, what? and experimenting wow. nice with poke. living and working in ways that don't enthusiastically embrace the pure misanthropy of capitalism. Unfortunately, the lack of generational wealth and seed capital from ethically bankrupt sources
0: me That's unable great. to
1: weather the quiet winter season or grow in the ways needed to be sustainable longer term.
0: Fantastic.
1: I'd like to say a huge thank you to my coffee supplier and my landlords for their generosity and parent and and, and patience. Uh, they could have easily sold this space or rented for more than twice what they charged me. Surprise, surprise. I would also like to thank partners friends and family. The anarchist has been a huge success in every way I hoped. And has given me so much inspiration and education that I plan to put to use in future projects. Keep an eye on the Instagram page to see what I end up doing next. Huh. F the rich. F the police. F the state. F Jeez. the colonial death camp we call Canada. In solidarity, Gabriel, a.k.a. the anarchist. So, sad day for uh, communist coffee shops, That is unfortunately. Um just Pay as you go models and um. He years to be and a years, salty anarchist too. Years and years of experience in the specialty coffee industry. Which um I didn't and the... I like that it's our fault too. Yeah. That it's his lack of generational wealth and seed capital that caused him to shut down and not the fact that he hey, can't run an effective business. No? I don't think he feels up to it. Poor nope. guy. Okay. So, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the Miller Lite ad.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get to that.
1: Um, so basically, for some reason, Miller Lite looked at what happened with Bud Light and decided that they also want to go the route of, of, you know, moving away from their less sophisticated past, um... And their their problematic old ads and everything.
0: Give me a second; I'm scrolling right. to it.
1: Um. And so they're um, they're They've got saying a new ad out. so. So they do have a new ad out talking about this new initiative to try and move away from what they see as is their bad past as a beer company.
0: Is it possible that the
1: And they write on their blog a couple, um, this is actually a couple months ago, but the ad is out now. Big hair, small bathing suits, cold beer, the outdated tropes of beer advertising are thankfully a thing of the past. Here's a little known fact.
0: Women were among the very first to
1: brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women
0: were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? Put us in bikinis Picture of the bikini next to her Girl in the bikini All bikini beer Look at this Picture. Wild It's time beer made it up to it. So today Miller Lite is on a mission To clean up not just their So now she's throwing away A bunch of pictures Of chicks in bikinis Like with beer, classic right. beer posters And
1: now this is literally A program that they're doing You can actually take Your old poster With the Miller Lite girl In the tank top and send it to them, and they will compost it and use it for fertilizer to make hops that they're going to donate to woman brewers. So you don't have to be around these toxic negative images anymore. For all
0: this sh- and buying it back, so that they can turn it into good sh- for women brewers. I think you have it. Explaining. And this is actually who's writing this? What woman is writing this? Thinking because women are
1: badasses.
0: They say stuff
1: like bad bleep. It's because it, it, they're badasses who brew lots the, of badass beer are women with badass, or, badass or, hops
0: or beta men writing for alpha men, none of whom will do anything but stop drinking this stupid beer because of this.
1: Right, literally, good. Shit. How you ask, ladies? Take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good helps farmers. Grow quality hops. Which has been donated to women brewers to make their own
0: really good. Shit. But there's definitely more out there in your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women because without us, there
1: would be no
0: beer. So
1: she just, see. She yeah. just
0: tasted the fertilizer for a second because she's badass.
1: Yeah. So. I know you were wondering what you could do with all your sexist beer advertising that you didn't want around anymore because it's so toxic and how you could turn it to good use.
0: The hell are they thinking?
1: <laughs> I know it makes what no the sense hell whatsoever. Are they thinking? Imagine thinking that it's offensive that there's hot attractive people in ads for beer.
0: It's ridiculous. And of course this
1: But that's the that's the idea on the left now is that simply being an attractive normal person who likes to drink beer is somehow an offensive concept and they're like going with this right so the you head know of
0: marketing is a big George Floyd Barack Obama these are I all I mean
1: surprise surprise so um Yeah, they partnered with actor and comedian Alana Glazer to help shed light on women's contributions in beers, to make amends for the brewing industry's history of sexist marketing. There's no doubt that women have countless incredible achievements in history. After years of treating women like objects, the beer industry at large has an opportunity to shed more light on just how powerful women can be. I'm so excited to have partnered with Miller and Light on this big step in the right direction.
0: Incredible, incredible. So
1: it might be a step in the right direction if you're a feminist activist group, but right. maybe not if you're a beer marketing department. Anyway, I should probably run and yes. you be with my little friend. Today was a tough day for getting a show done. Pray for me because I'm going to be at the movie theater with uh, seven 10-year-olds this evening. Yes, <laughs> so, should I
0: keep going or just, are, we, are we No, we No, I, think, I think
1: we're wrapping up for the day. I'm sorry, it's a short one, guys. Short one, guys. Well, our, you got a long one last night. Got
0: a stomach... Th- and uh,
1: and we will um see you for another show tomorrow hold on thank you once again for listening if you want to join us for live streams you can do that at patreon.com slash you can also always watch and listen to the show for free at burn um on youtube on rumble etc all the places you like to listen follow us on social media at burn pod and uh shoot us an email uh burn at gmail.com